This program is presented by Zeeland Lumber and Supply. Good afternoon and welcome to the At Home Show on 99.7 and 14.50 WHTC. We'll bring you the latest trends and tips to improve where you live with leaders in the home improvement industry. The At Home Show is presented by Zeeland Lumber and Supply. Build. Trust. And now, here's your host of the At Home Show, Mark Vandenbosch. And a warm welcome to all of you in the first edition of the At Home Show in the year 2024. And Happy New Year to you all. It's a pleasure to have you with us here on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And it's a fitting way for us to start the year. We've got a regular guest on our show, John Colley. John joins us quarterly and gives a bit of a market update. He's a senior buyer for USLBM and has his finger on the pulse as it relates to framing materials, commodities, and is a wealth of knowledge. As those of you who have listened previously know, if you're new to our show, you're going to really enjoy listening to John Colley and his expertise. And so, John... Thanks again for coming on board and, and being in studio today is really, really cool. Yeah, it's great to be first. <laughs> You're first and, you know, next year, maybe at the end of this year, we'll have you be the last guest. But, you know, it's always a pleasure. And, John, you know, as, as we mentioned, you know, you, you have your finger on the pulse in the marketplace. And I'd just love to take a quick look back, although much of our show today will be looking in the windshield, if you will. Let's take a uh, a minute and talk a little bit about the year that was 2023. Yeah. You know, actually they, they probably should call it the, uh, probably a, a normalizing year. It, it really, the numbers came down and stayed relatively flat most of the year. You know, we had some swings, the, but they weren't, they weren't large in any, any stretch of the imagination on it, you know, slightly up, slightly back down. A lot of it was controlled with, um, you know, I mean, a rising of interest rates throughout the year and cutting of production on on the mill side back down but uh really when you start the year and you end of the year the numbers were were pretty close to the, you know the same yes a year of normalcy was was actually a welcome change from yeah. what we experienced the previous few years right with with unprecedented levels of volatility i think everybody was done with the roller coaster ride <laughs> Unbelievable. So, yeah. So, so as you look forward to 2024, just kind of like big picture, and I know you don't necessarily have the crystal ball. I'm not sure if anybody has the crystal ball, but you know, kind of what what could you expect if you're if you're a builder listening or a remodeler listening? You know, how can you how can you plan for the year ahead? You know, I I really think uh, if you look forward to 24 and the way that the business is going to go, it's probably going to reflect a lot of seasonality. I know a lot of it's going to hinge on what the Fed does with, you know, rates and um, what's going on there. But, you know, we're starting the year at it, it, uh, it about the average that we were starting at last year. We have uh, unseasonable weather conditions across most of the Northeast. I think that's probably eating a little bit right now. And I think that, uh, you know, so you may get a little bit of a push as we move in through spring and especially get you know, towards May, you know, where a lot of the first starts tend to come out, you know, with seasonality. I think you'll get a soft spot in July and then, uh, you know, it might remain into August. And then I think you'll get another fall run. And then, you know, again, when you get to the end of the year out that far, usually you, 
end up with a, a little bit of softness in the market until mills get their order files into the new year. And then, and then it's any, you know, then it starts all over again. But I don't think you're going to depart too much from, you know, typical seasonality this year. I just, I can't, I can't see anything drastic on the horizon on, you know, that's in the, that's predicted anyway, I should say. For those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to the at home show here on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC, your host, Mark Fannenbosch alongside John Colley. John's the senior buyer for USLBM in the commodity category. And, and we're just talking a little bit about market conditions into 2024. What I'm hearing you say, John, is that although there'll be some variance in price, the variance won't be what we saw in 2020, 2021, 2022. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it'll be very similar last year. It'll be it'll you'll have modest gains and modest decreases, but I don't think you're going to see that that massive uh, run up or run down that that we have seen during the COVID years. Yeah, and you talk about current conditions, and you know we're stealing days as it relates to not having snow, right? And the weather has mm-hmm. been has been decent for production out in the field. Now you you cover a, a wide variety of of locations throughout the the United States. Are you seeing that kind of a of a story not only here in the Midwest but maybe in the in the East Coast and in other areas that you cover? It, it's basically everywhere that that. Uh you know, all the, the Great Lakes regions, the Northeast region, it's pretty much the same picture. Now, I think they, you know, weather forecasts say that they may get some snow next week, and that may, you know, it may have an effect of the production that's going on next week, but right behind it, I think I saw warm weather again. And, you know, I mean, it, it's it's going to, um, if it's gone immediately, then I think, you know, things will kind of continue. Yeah, a little bit of the story, if you think back to a year ago during the winter, we, we would get dumped on here in West Michigan, and then a week later, due to the weather, that, that snow would be gone. Yeah, you know, and I guess the other the other positive news is there's some commercial work that, that's been on hold that historically uh, tends to, to not chip on time. And, it you know, from my seat, it looks like there's, you know, quite a bit starting up, you know, February, March, and that's... That's something that we haven't had a ton of in the market the last few years, but with rates coming, you know, a bit back down the end of this last year, you know, it, it may be a catalyst to get some of that stuff going again. Yeah, when you think about the product that you source, it's not just for single-family construction, but a lot of that goes into the commercial and multifamily space. Yeah, certainly. Yep. Now, is there a certain categories within that, you know, call, call it two by four, two by six, uh, you know, and then you get up into the wides that you're having more difficulty than others in terms of sourcing or, or is it all pretty much even flow right now? You know, right, right now it's even flow, but you know, the higher grades, obviously the, the logs that they're getting aren't getting any better. And, uh, you know, they, they strive to produce a lot of the higher grades, but you know, the yield only gives them uh, number two or even, even number three grade. So, you know, there's going to be some challenges there. And then long lengths, uh, it's historically been a, a problem in, in over the last, you know, five, 10 years anyway. Just same thing with logs. They're not getting better. Uh, they, they strive to cut longer stuff, but they just may not get that. So, um, you know, I think, I think we'll see that remain tight as well. And I think you'll see it garner a premium. Yeah, and you've talked about that in the past. I, a follow-up question to that is, you know, wh- where is the wood coming from? And maybe take us through some of those different 
regions of, of North America, really, so you can educate our listeners. Yeah, a, a lot of the hemp fur and dug fur is coming from the Pacific Northwest, and what's going on there is it, there's more hemp fur getting cut than dug fur right now. Just happens to be the the forestation that's going on, and so I, you know, dug fur is a little harder to get a hold of right now. Um, you'll get a lot of the MSR and the spruce, you know, uh, fur and spruce species up in that way as well, and that that tends to be, uh, you know, again highly sought after and good quality fiber. But uh, and you know, they'll, they'll, more of the longs will probably come from that region than from the the south, which is southern yellow pine and. There's more production coming on in the south, but again, it's it's uh, you know second growth trees, and you know they do grow faster. But you know, are they? There's different times of years that that they can get that they can get better uh, logs out than not. And you know, like right now, I think two by twelve is on the cheaper side of it. If you start to get a real wet spring, you'll get uh, you'll have difficulties getting a lot of the wide dimensional out of the south, and that that tends to. Um, you know, it tends to be a market that we can compare to the Pacific Northwest and make better buy decisions based on what's available on it. And then uh, the last real market in North America would be the the Northeast, and that tends to be a lot of spruce. It tends to be a lot of ten foot mills, shorter lengths, and it tends to be uh, um, you know a lot of stud production and that kind of a thing. But uh, for the most part, it's uh, SPF. Yeah, and as we talk about this, you know, they're they're there is a, a thought about harvesting these forests, John. And what would you say to the folks that are that are concerned about the fact that, hey, they're going in and just cutting these forests down and, and the sustainability piece? Well, you know, they're completely sustainable now. It's it's different philosophies uh, in North America and, and uh, in Canada, basically, and in, in the United States. Canada owns the owns the property and lets people take wood off of it when they're they're in control of uh, the sustainability on it where in the United States it's the mills that own the land and they have to have a sustainability plan on it and they they're actually required to plant you know everything that they harvest back at a specific density per acre to aid growth so it's um, definitely a, a renewable resource that that's managed pretty tightly yeah and that's a great story to tell and I'm glad that you we're able to articulate that, you know, we're going to take a break before we do that. Just a, a precursor to what you're going to hear on the second segment. We're going to talk more about kind of some of the grades that are out there, the preferences that we're seeing based on customers out in the marketplace and more. Please stay with us on the at home show here on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. show as we launch 2024 we've got a, a great show brewing john college has joined us if you missed the first segment please go to whtc.com check out the podcast and the at home show 
where John kind of took a little bit of a of a walk down the the 2023 year and gave a little bit of a recap and then we spent a lot of time just looking into the 2024 year and giving you some information as it relates to the commodity side of the building industry and John, that said, you know, you, we, we, there's a lot of excitement out there. You know, there's some headwinds, but, you know, the, the, the industry has been a great one for so long and continues to be that way. One of the things that we've seen, we've mentioned it a little bit in the past, but I think it bears repeating, is, is the idea of, of compression in the industry, consolidation, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you talk about mills, there really isn't as many mills as there were even 5, 10, 15 years ago. Can you talk about that and then what that means to all of us yeah you know the the big get bigger and the small (laughs) tend to go away with consolidation and i think it's slowed a little bit the last year or two i think you know with the high lumber valuations the last few years the the you know i i'd i'd say that maybe the valuations are a little high but uh i mean the industry is still pretty much right for that and you know we've seen a little bit of consolidation the last this last year interfor uh combining with ecom and that was that was a acquisition and i think there's a couple other smaller uh partners in the in the northeast that that uh, were part of some merging i know in the pacific northwest conifex has been you know basically getting uh acquired by larger mills as well so i i mean i i think you really you're going to continue to see it if the valuations um seem to make sense on it and I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot like, uh, it's a lot like, you know, lumber yards where, you know, uh, future generations aren't as interested in the ownership of it. You know, you've got some people and, you know, with mills, that's really hard work and dirty work and, you know, pulling logs out of the forest and cutting them up and stacking them and putting them on, you know, trucks and cars that, that, you know, they're, they're not so interested in doing that the rest of their life either. And, and, uh, you know, they're looking for an out, and I know there's some bigger mills that are sitting there ready to acquire them. And, you know, I think that the the big thing is the technology keeps involving, you know, and, and I think uh, the, the technology that, that's available, a lot of these mills nowadays uh, is expensive, you know, and I think that, um, you know, some of the bigger mills are willing to make that investment in these companies and bring them back up to, you know, where they need to be to run efficiently and, and um you know, I think there's some some older you know members that that maybe uh, we're, we're tired of sinking the money into it, and I think that uh, you know it just makes that 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 segment ripe for a little more consolidation. Yeah, and when you talk about mills, we've spent our time on the show today discussing North America, but what are you seeing from from Europe as it relates to to bringing wood into into North America? Yeah, you, you know you. European spruce, the, you know, uh, Norway, Germany, uh, Sweden, some of those countries, they're, they're producing a lot of, a lot of spruce as well. And it's coming over to the United States and, and probably one of the biggest thing that, that, you know, it seems like it it's crazy to bring wood from Europe to build into the United States with as much production as we have in North America as it is now. But the, you know, the, the big, the big, uh, crux of it all is that, that, you know, wood coming across the ocean is a, a lot cheaper freight wise than it is to put it on a rail car and, and take it from the West coast all the way to the East coast. So it's really a, it's really a freight game. It's got to do, you know, when you're dealing with that market, you're dealing with international currency, you're looking at exchange rates, you're looking at, you know, strong dollar versus weak dollar, you know, 
weak foreign currency or, or you know, back and forth on it. And um, it, it can put some dynamics in the market that, that uh, you know, historically we haven't had to look at. But European spruce has been real. It's good quality. And uh, it's not something that's going to go away. It just may ebb and flow um, erratically. Yeah, and when you talk about quality, you talk about technology. If you're a, a builder, a custom home builder, and you're looking for more of a, a premium type of a, a two by four, two by six for studs, lineal, you know what what's out there in the market today, and and, and what solutions would you recommend? Yeah, you, you know that really the the higher grades, the you know premium. Any anytime you can get premium, it's it's good. But the European spruce essentially is premium as well. They're not they're not shipping number three or low grade out for that, you know. So um custom custom end you'd want a premium grade, uh number one on pine, you know, just a just a higher grade or a select structural, which is uh graded for appearance and and very, very few knots and very small knots, so it gives it a better structural ability on it. But uh for the most part, um you know, all the mills aspire to make that. They just, you know, they may not get the logs that can produce it. And then, you know, for for normal everyday framing, you know, number two framing lumber is out there, and that's that's what you know most of the most of the folks use on most of the houses. You will have some quality issues with number two this year. We had a lot of forest fires across uh, Canada this year, and what happens is the uh, the heat makes the beetles bore in deeper, and when they mill the logs, they can't they can't get rid of wormholes basically on it, and. You know that's that's been an industry-wide uh, discussion the last couple months is you know while they while they're getting into this you know burned timber and um, you know the mills can do a little bit to grade some of that edge cut off of it but you know it's something that that won't go away. Yeah, so that's a real factor. Are there any other factors that are out there right now that that could play out in in terms of you know what the experience is from the builder, the homeowner, and, and remodeler in 2024? Yeah, you know, I probably the other big thing, you know, with the beetle wood is you you may, you know, and this actually ended up being a positive thing is you may get some more blue stain because standing dead timber tended to have a lot of blue stain in it. Um, but uh, I think I and, think and John, what, what, can you talk about what blue stain is for the listeners? Like, okay, well, what, what's John talking about? Yeah, it's it's just a discoloration on the wood. It'll look like it's it's uh, blue, like it's got a it's not all uh, bright yellow like you would normally see wood or almost whitish color and almost blue gray. And, you know, some, some people were actually requesting it over the years to, because it gives a, a nice variation in the wood, wood uh, finish if they're, if they're doing something clear with it. Right. So if you do get some blue wood, it's not a, not yeah. an issue. It's actually could be a positive. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a byproduct of standing dead timber. Now, what do you what do you see as availability this year? Is that going to going to be consistent? Not an issue? Not a non-story? You know, right now I don't I don't think that there's going to be a, a lot of availability issues except for what I had mentioned earlier, just longer lengths and the and you know some of the real high grades. But I, I do think um, you know it will ebb and flow a little bit. You know, some of the seasonality, like I was talking about originally, it it you know like this time of year is the as you go through the freeze thaw cycle, it takes longer to get the product to market, both by rail and by truck. You know, rail they go to winter protocols and have to shorten the rail lines because they don't want as much weight on the tracks. And some of the older uh, tracks, they, they tend to avoid it. So you'll, you'll see some of that. And when that happens, they don't get the cars back fast enough. They'll have to, you know, um, 
basically wait for a car at the mill and that delays some of that product getting to, getting to the field a little bit. But, uh, you know, so far we've had a pretty, like I said, mild winter and we haven't had much of that going on. Um, when you get into the, when you get into the, uh, summer months, you know, I think, uh, again, you know, we typically see a seasonal pullback in July. You'll get, you know, people on vacations and, you know, milk curtailments for maintenance and that kind of a thing. That'll, that'll, you know, slightly disrupt what's going on. But, you know, in the last couple of years, it hasn't been enough to off to make any major swing in the market. And then, um, probably the other, you know, probably anything else that's going on is just, you know, seasonality with holidays and that kind of a thing. Now, John, you mentioned some headwinds as it relates to maybe getting longer links. We talked mm-hmm. a little bit about the quality of product. Are there some alternative products that are in the market or coming into the market that are actually solving that issue? Yeah, you know, certainly a lot of the engineered wood products that, you know, it'll take a shorter piece of wood and finger join it to put it together uh, mechanically to make it a longer piece of wood, you know, like those type of products will are uh, readily available and in the market and in pretty good supply. Uh, there's a lot of the south out of the pine that they do finger joint studs and that kind of a thing. But uh, also a lot of the other, you know, the laminated veneer and lumber LVLs or, uh, you know, I don't think there's a whole lot of new LSL production, but, you know, there are some, there are some engineered alternatives. They, they tend to be more money, but they also tend to be structurally better and uh, they, they really serve a purpose. Great, great mm-hmm. show, John. Any yeah. last minute remarks as our, as our folks look to 2024? You know, I think uh, I'm excited about it, you know, for 24. I think if I was you, I would be too. I, I think, you know, like I said, return to normalcy a little bit. I, I think we showed it last year. I think, you know, with big picture what the Fed's, you know, going to do with, with rates and, you know, them coming down into the year is a, is a good plus. Um, you know, we're still historically underbuilding. You know, if you look at all the data over the last, over the last you know, 10 years even, we've never got to where the potential could be. So I I, if anything, I'd just say it's a great time to build. Yeah, 2024, great time to build. John, great show. Thanks for joining us. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in each and every week on the At Home Show. So long, everyone. The At Home Show has been presented by Zealand Lumber and Supply. Build, trust. Be sure to visit our website at whtc.com where you can listen or download this and other past programs at your convenience for free in the podcast tab. Join us next week for another edition of the At Home Show on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC, a presentation of Midwest Communications.